Hello all, and welcome to The Secret Chord. The Secret Chord is a weekly podcast that explores spirituality through the lens of great music. Each week we select different artists and delve into their work to unpack the hidden and sometimes overt transcendent richness of their sound and words. And without further ado, please enjoy this podcast. Hello, folks, and welcome to episode 49 of the Secret Chord podcast. I'm so excited to be able to do a contemporary band today, which I rarely do. And today we're going to talk about the music of the great Foo Fighters. They are a rock band, obviously. It was formed in Seattle in 1994, and it was founded by former Nirvana drummer Dave Grohl. As a one-man project originally following the dissolution of Nirvana after the obviously unfortunate suicide of Kurt Cobain back in 94, the group took its name from Foo Fighter, which was a nickname interestingly coined by Allied aircraft pilots for UFOs and other aerial phenomena back in World War II. Over the course of their career, the Foo Fighters have won 12 Grammy Awards, including the Best Rock Album, four times, and the band has also won an American Music Award, four Brit Awards, and two MTV Video Music Awards. Not too bad. So as we mentioned, Dave played for the great Nirvana. Now, in the wake of Kurt Cobain's death, Dave got a bunch of offers to work with various artists, and the press rumored that he might join Pearl Jam, and he almost accepted a position as the drummer in Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, which would have been extremely interesting had he taken that. Dave is an exceptionally talented and passionate guy and was destined, I think, to lead and to do his own thing. He was once described by Ken Mikala, co-author of the book Classic Rock Drummers, as one of the most influential rock musicians of the last 20 years. The Foo Fighters have 10 studio albums, but for me, their best is called Echoes, Silence, Patience, and Grace. On the heels of doing an acoustic tour, it made Dave realize, as he said, we were making music worth listening to. Rather than music made for pummeling the person next to you, he decided to attach more importance to the lyrics and have a connection with the crowd in front of us. Considering that among many compositions the band made on pre-production, as he said, the ones that stand out are the ones that say something. So for the first time, the lyrics started being written before the recording began, with Dave stating that he sat in the back of the studio and just wrote every day for about 14 hours a day. Most of the lyrics of the album deal with themes like birth, death, and life, which Dave attributed to the birth of his daughter Violet. Considering that having a child, as he said, changes your entire outlook on the world, which I can affirm that is absolutely true, and that he was suddenly more emotional. So when you're writing music with that in mind, or that in your heart, everything just blooms into this incredibly colorful feeling. Helped by the extensive lyrical preparation, the lyrics also tried to show more of Dave's feelings those things that you've always wanted to do or always wanted to say. So let's hear one of those songs. This is the song Home by the great Foo Fighters. Home 
Beautiful song. This is obviously a very reflective piece, and you can feel the sincerity of it. It's a simple tune in waltz time, mostly featuring Dave and, and a piano accompaniment. Drums and strings are added later in a tasteful way that works really well. Dave's voice, it's not that of a virtuoso. And by the way, I think it took courage for him to leave the safety of the drums and to come out in front as the lead guy. To me, he has that Bob Seger kind of working man's voice that's honest and straightforward. And he can also do a great rock scream when he needs to. For whatever reason, Dave has a significant longing for home here. Ostensibly for a loved one, though it seems deeper than that as he sings, People I've loved, I have no regrets. Some I remember, some I forget. Some of them living, some of them dead. That kind of longing sounds like the kind that they say you can never go back to. Most people have powerful associations to the place they grew up, and especially to the house that they grew up in. Very recently, I went back to my hometown, and it was great to be there, amazing to see my old house. And at the same time, I really just wanted to open the front door and go in and go back to a life that once was. But of course, that's impossible. And therefore, to try to re-experience the past is a bittersweet endeavor, one that has both pleasure and pain mixed into it. So we actually have a word for that in the English language, which is called nostalgia, which is defined as a sentimentality for the past, typically for a period or place with happy personal associations. The word nostalgia is a formation of the Greek words for homecoming and also pain or ache. And it was coined by a 17th century medical student to describe the anxieties displayed by Swiss mercenaries fighting away from home. He goes on to say, I wish I were with you, but I couldn't stay. Every direction leads me away. Pray for tomorrow, but for today, all I want is to be home. The nature of life is that we are led away from home. We grow and mature, and the time arrives for us to make our own way. This is indeed a bittersweet reality, as on the one hand, we are excited to build our own lives and forge out our own unique path, but on the other, most of us sense that we are leaving something behind, something good that will never fully be recaptured. How do we explain this feeling? Do birds long for their original nest? Do rabbits pine for the warren they were first exposed to? By and large, I think most creatures are fine, as long as they are well provided for. It's humans who have this odd stirring for home. But a bit more on that later. 
Now, the Foo Fighters have been described as grunge, alternative rock, post-grunge, and hard rock. They were initially compared to Dave's previous group, Nirvana. He acknowledged that Kurt Cobain was the influence on his songwriting. He said, Through Kurt, I saw the beauty of minimalism and the importance of music that stripped down. The Foo Fighters also used the technique of shifting between quiet verses and loud choruses, which Dave said was influenced by members of Nirvana liking The Knack, The Bay City Rollers, The Beatles, ABBA, and a bunch of harder bands like Flipper and Black Flag. Writing and recording songs for their first album by himself, Dave intended for the guitar riffs to be as rhythmic as possible. He approached the guitar in a similar manner to his drumming, assigning various drum parts to the strings on the instrument. This allowed him to piece together songs easily, he said. I could hear the song in my head before it was finished. Once he assembled a first band, the members assisted in song arrangements. Pitchfork magazine described Dave and his band as his generation's answer to Tom Petty, a consistent hit machine pumping out working-class rock. And that's exactly right. That's exactly what they are. And for today's main feature, this is off their 1999 album, There Is Nothing Left to Lose. This is Learn to Fly, once again, by the great Foo Fighters.
Oh man, I love that tune. As do so many people. You know, this song inspired an Italian guy named Fabio Zafagnini to assemble 1,000 Italian rockers in his hometown of Cesena to play this song as a plea for the Foo Fighters to come and play there, which of course they did. Dave called Fabio up and a drummer that he recognized from the video up on stage to play with the band, something he does all the time, by the way, and it's very cool. And it's a good example of his humble, fun, and down-to-earth nature and of Dave and the whole band. This tune is very straightforward. It's a hard-working rock and roll song. No big surprises or complex chord progressions, but it's just so catchy and uplifting. And in my humble opinion, it's consistent with our longing for home theme for today. Listen to what he says. I think I'm dying nursing patience. It can wait one night. I'd give it all away if you'd give me one last try. We'll live happily ever trapped if you just save my life. Run and tell the angels that everything's all right. Interesting. And in the chorus, I'm looking to the sky to save me, looking for a sign of life, looking for something to help me burn out bright. I'm looking for a complication, looking because I'm tired of trying. I'll make my way back home when I learn to fly. So we asked the question of why is it that people long for their homes? Well, I would posit that the spiritual answer is that in truth, we long for our ultimate home, the one we came from before we were incarnated into this plane, so to speak, one that is symbolized by the sky. As the musician King David wrote long ago, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Perhaps that's why Dave also sings that he's looking to the sky to save him and that he'll make his way back home when he learns to fly. The sky is our true home and we have the potential to access it when we grow morally and spiritually. And that's the most authentic learning to fly. These are my thoughts on the song Learn to Fly in the band, the Foo Fighters. Hope you've enjoyed listening. And as always, we'll be back next time with more music and more ideas. Thank you for listening. Please consider leaving a comment or a review to help us spread the word. And please subscribe to the podcast on any of the major podcasting platforms. To support us, please visit our Patreon accounts. And if you'd like to communicate with me directly, please feel free to email me at ajacobs at The Secret Chord is produced and engineered by Naor Cohen.